This is Top Landing Gear. And welcome to the return of Top Landing Gear for this, our fourth series, after a rather lengthy hiatus for which we can only apologise. But if you've been patiently waiting for us to return, or maybe you couldn't have cared less whether we returned or not, you're listening now, so thank you very much. So we're going to kick off Season 4 with a little retrospective as the four of us pick our favourite moments and clips from our three series so far and hope that in doing so, you the listener will believe that this has all been carefully planned and crafted over many months and is not in any way due to the fact that we've just been too slow and lazy to come up with something new. So, who are the four of us? Well, he's our leading light, lead singer with indie pop band Scouting for Girls and leading the life of Riley, it's Roy Stride. Hello. Hello. Hello, Roy. Next, well, weight and balance are responsibly observed in his professional career as a pilot. However, both have been grossly ignored in his personal life, resulting in a rather overly cuddly, slightly wobbly James Carter. Hello. Hello, Jimbo. <laughs> and never it wishing... Change, does it? I mean, just, no, it's no, always, it's yeah. always, always a little, you know, friendly little... It could come up with something a little bit new. It could change. If you <laughs> did something about it. Well, that's easier said than done. Um... Never wishing to cause offence, he's more than capable of creating offence. Good enough for HM the Queen. He is agricultural fencer, keen historian, and proud to call himself my brother, <laughs> Jez Curley. Hello, everyone. That is amazing. <laughs> All that time you had, Rob, and that was the best you could do. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, finally, I am his brother, greying broadcaster, spreading the word and the midriff, <laughs> double-chinned and triple-cooked, uh, and host of this podcast, Rob Curling. Guys, it's lovely to be back. Lovely nice to, to see everyone. It's, yeah. been, it's been a while, hasn't it? Too long. Um, um, so as we're revisiting some of our favourite clips from previous series of Top Landing Gear, there'll be no quick facts from Jez oh. today. You say however, that. However, <laughs> you say that. at Roy's specific request, we will be doing the quiz. Yes. Yeah, you see, he asked yeah. for it. Um, so Roy has given us each the near impossible task of choosing our favourite interview clips from our first three series. Just one clip each. It's been impossible because they've all been super in one way or another. Um, but obviously throughout the series, we all try to chip in with securing guest interviewees. And inevitably, Jez has gone for his one and only contribution, <laughs> which in fairness to him was actually a bit of a corker. It was that 2014 Virgin Atlantic 747 Captain David Williams hitting the headlines when he nursed a fully laden jumbo bound for Las Vegas back to Gatwick just minutes after takeoff with only part of its main undercarriage deployed. So, Jez, which part of his story have you got? Well, I, I, before I say that, I have to say I didn't quite understand what Roy, when we first said our favourite oh. bits, I thought it meant of us. So, do you remember when Nile Rogers was on? All about you, isn't it? Yeah, when, remember Nile Rogers on Desert Island Discs? He basically shows all his own music. 
So or at least at least five of the seven tracks were his own thing. So I to start with, I just did my best quick facts. <laughs> no, and I just thought, well, what would they like to hear most? They've all been awful. But who would have thought your best quick facts would be anywhere near the top anything? Because they're new days to listen to them. Because they're mine. <laughs> Um, because they're mine, so they are therefore my best one, bits. It's only got one show, so we can't do your quick facts. We haven't got. There's room. been a lot of misunderstanding amongst this group, hasn't there? The idea <laughs> yeah. of this episode yeah. is to give everybody a taste of what we've done so far. Well, I yeah. think that is. So the well, quick facts of, are a taste. I'm, I'm hoping there's lots of new people listening. At the moment, oh, okay. New series. Well, listeners. So this is what we're, we're talking about. We're giving them the best. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. I won't. I w- I'll tell you what I'll do then, because obviously I had to change. <laughs> listeners. Just look forward to the quick facts and savour them for the for for the the good radio, if that's what this is uh, that they are. In the meantime, uh, and a useful time to go into the loo if you're <laughs> desperate, <laughs> or, or you didn't wouldn't have to even be desperate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's go on to what you made me do. Yeah. Uh, which was David Williams. So David, I know David a little bit, and uh, as you say, he was a guest that I arranged. Uh, me. Uh, for our pod, the one that I thought of. Um, and David hit the headlines in 2014 when he f- brought this uh, damaged 747 back into Gatwick after some extraordinary uh, manoeuvres uh, and a lot of flying around and, and uh, basically flying over people's houses with people looking up with binoculars to see if they could see what was wrong with the undercarriage of the 747, part of which had got hung up on a door after um, um, some some maintenance had gone wrong without anyone actually realising until the aircraft had taken off. And to add to the, the drama of this situation, David's um, uh, 14-year-old, I think, daughter was also on the flight. They were flying off to Las Vegas um, for uh, a New Year's break. David was, was, was piloting. His daughter was on a fully laden, 400 people on board um, 747. Uh, and... David told us the story. Actually, I think he said this is really the first time he told the story in full, uh, probably since the sort of board of inquiry. Um, <laughs> and uh, he didn't have them asking, uh, sorry, he didn't have us asking him the questions at the board. So I think we were probably more uh, incisive with our questioning than maybe mm. the board was. Unlike this link where I really just <laughs> wanted a sentence from you <laughs> just to link in to the clip I've never that chosen. If I can't do my quick re- facts, <laughs> you're not getting this any faster. I'm actually loving this. I yeah. think this is a real flavour. Yeah. Such an exciting story. Like, it made it sound so dull. I mean, you know, we're allowed a five-minute clip. You've taken up six minutes already. Well, I didn't think I know how long the clip was going to be. So the clip we're going to play is a little bit of David describing one of the extraordinary manoeuvres he had to fly with a fully laden 747 to try and shake the undercarriage down and back into position. Boeing then came back to us with another procedure, which they came up, again, thinking out of the box. This time, climbing up to an altitude and then and you probably do it in your training, will be bunting the aircraft over. Negative G. Negative G. No. So, so as you come down to uh, you know, four to 5,000 feet, you then bring the aircraft uh, to, into level flight, but then go back to a climb. So you're, the, the weight of that gear is pushing down onto that, onto that um, concertina door, which, with a, with a, a gear weight of 2.5 tonnes, should push that door off. Mm. And the door would then just um, 
it wouldn't fall off the aircraft it would just um fall down and, and hang down and the gear would just uh, mm. sit down beside it so what they wanted to go bunt climb tails she'd bunt over the top so it would lift the gear up mm. and then take the weight off the, the constitute hopefully the door would move mm. and then fly down to three four thousand feet bottom out and then that weight of the door would would, would push the door away your passengers so, must have been oh, absolutely no. loving you, man. <laughs> but that was a suggestion. You so no, no, did, we took that. And you did. We did that, and and it seemed very plausible. And and you know we'd already done the the two G manoeuvres. We went, before we went off and did this manoeuvre, we we briefed the passengers and we said, right, we're going to have ten minutes of just flying level, and just get your breaths back because we there were passengers in the back who were f yeah. being sick. I'm not surprised. So we then told them what we're going to be doing. We're going to be climbing and we're going to be descending and we're going to be trying to lift this gear to get it off, off, off the, the doors. So we did that for 15 minutes, nearly 20 minutes. And, uh, and we in the flight deck vomit was, was, yeah. was, it was, yeah, we felt sick in the flight deck. Did you? Was there, was there an area of the aircraft that you would have, the sensation was worse? Down, down the tail. Front, front and back. Yeah, the tail would have been probably the worst. Oh my goodness. So... So, so the cabin crew had their hands full with passengers, but you know, surprise, <laughs> literally. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, oh, God. <laughs> good, good choice. I don't know why you're laughing. It's a great, it great, great clip. Well done, yeah. my, David my Williams. Choice. Me, what, what I did a that. great guy. Now, in 2019, we made a brief tour of Lincolnshire, Bomber County, where one of our stops was at the Lincolnshire Aviation Heritage Centre, the home of Lancaster NX611 Just Jane. Now, the plan is to get Just Jane back into flying condition, a massive project, but one filled with high and very realistic hopes. Andrew Panton is the man behind this project of passion, and he gave us a memorable tour of both the hangars and Just Jane herself. Now, Jimbo, this is your pick. What have you gone for? Well, I mean, the whole Andrew Panton interview was fantastic. A, we'd arrived in Lincoln the day before. We'd gone to BBMF, I think, was the first thing, and then we went out on the, on the lash a little bit um, on the first night. And we were all quite hungover when we went to yeah. <laughs> Just Jane. But the whole atmosphere there, there was a, a Lancaster st sitting behind us. Yeah. There was 1940s, 1940s music playing. And then Andrew Pant himself was such a fascinating, fascinating chap. Yeah. And he just talks in this bit about getting it back, to how they started getting it back to, to running and, uh, and the future for the aircraft. So... I, I, I loved that trip was amazing. Yeah. But also, I didn't realise until we were talking to him that they were not only trying to get it fly, that he was going to be one of the pilots as well. He, oh, he's he training was, for that, isn't he? He's it? training yeah. to be yeah. one of the pilots. Yeah. It so was, lucky sod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yeah. owns a lank and he's going to fly it. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't get much better than Living that. Living the dream. Yeah. Um, this year, as you say, has been incredibly difficult. We're about 70% down on what we'd normally expect. Mm. So, yeah. but and where, where are you on the on the path to flight? We're three years into a 10-year plan at the moment. Right. So back in 2016-17, um, we paint-stripped the aircraft um, and surveyed everything and looked at... Uh, was that at that point that you first decided that you wanted to get it back to flight? That wasn't always the aim. It was a, a later no. ambition. Yeah, so the... Because it was set up by a family in memorial to their, their brother, the, the, it's kind of been done in steps. So the first thing was to get the aircraft, get it here and, and save it and, and have it as memorial. The second step was everyone kept asking when are you going to get it running? So <laughs> eventually we had um, 
an engineer just turn up on one day and said, I can get the Lancaster running for you if you want. <laughs> um, and that was a gentleman called Ian Hickling, who um, used to be on the Bass of Britain flight at Coningsby. Yeah. Um, and Grandad obviously thought, I bet you can't. It was only, <laughs> it was only about, I don't know, 29, 30, so you hadn't long le- left BBMF. Um, well, all the engineers are there about, look about 12 years old anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, Grandad, um, Fred, um, he, um, he rang the commanding officer of uh, Battle of Britain Flight and uh, said we've had this chap turn up and uh, said he can get the lank running for us. Um, what do you think? And he says, well, if he can't, I'll kick his ass." <laughs> yeah, so that, that started really getting the first engine running. He and um, someone he'd, he'd met as well, um, who was an airframe fitter on um, in the Air Force, um, a chap called uh, Roy Jarman. They came and um, they got the first engine running, number three, which runs the hydraulics and pneumatics as well. Um, and once we got one running, so I'll go for a second, and then the third and the fourth. And and, and how, when were these? The, sorry, James, were these the engines that came to you mm-hmm. with? Yeah, the, the, the original engines from the aircraft, and they hadn't run for about 22 years. Wow! Before that point, that's impressive. Yeah, it's just a testament to Rolls-Royce engineering, really. Yeah, that is yeah. amazing, isn't it? I was going to ask, are these the engines that actually came with it? Um, <laughs> 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 Sorry, James. So, so so we did say you'd answer questions twice, so there you go. As a, as so first we're answer. three years into a 10-year plan. Is that 10-year plan to get it flying? Yes. So we're seven years away? Yeah. Well, in theory... So that's Andrew Panton uh, from the Lincolnshire Aviation Heritage Centre restoring Just Jane back to flight. That is going to be... A great occasion when that happens. And you can take the Vulcan on next. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be lovely? Now, I've gone for the interview that James and I did with an ex-RAF Hawker hunter pilot who carried out one of the most audacious acts of flying when in 1969, in protest at defence cuts and the cancellation of events to mark the 50th anniversary of the RAF, he flew his hunter at extreme low level over the Houses of Parliament before making a hasty exit down the Thames and most famously of all, flying through Tower Bridge. The pilot in question is, of course, the legendary Alan Pollock. So here are his recollections of those infamous few minutes that have gone down in aviation folklore. It was obviously made sense to just follow the Thames. And I was surprised how many... Loops that were in the yes, Thames. It's not a, but I've it, tried it in a flight simulator. It's not an right. easy thing to, to, to follow the actual Thames. It's quite a hard. Uh, yeah, but speed. it was yeah. quite quite interesting, really. And and it was. I. It just felt as I think I probably wrote down. It just felt like sort of Gulliver's Travellers looking down at. A, uh, it was just like a model village. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was fascinated in many ways yeah. uh, by the bridges. Yeah. Uh, that there were. And you were and, aiming for the Houses of Parliament. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, sod it then, um, I'll wake the buggers up. And <laughs> I, because uh, also I had to turn tightly, because I didn't want to go near Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably know, I mean, anything to do with the Queen is always a purple airway, and yeah. I could vaguely see where that was. Yeah. But, um, but I thought over the Palace of Westminster, I thought that was where to make the noise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I was trying to look down and see where... Uh, Downing Street was, but yeah. found, found that not. That's very hard to find. We used to fly over London. Really? The, um, Seriously? We used to fly over London helicopters a lot. We used to do the heli lanes up and really? down the river. Yeah. And Isn't that I good? remember always trying to look for 10 Downing Street, and it's next to impossible to find. It, yeah. it just doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't stand out from the air. Maybe on purpose. It yeah. doesn't stand out from the air at all. It's, uh, mm. it's quite hard. 
So you decided to orbit circle overhead. Yeah, I, I think the, it the just of Parliament, probably at, at probably twice. I don't think. Yeah, maybe anymore. But you obviously yeah. had to put all your power on mm -hmm. then to do a tight tight thing round. So I thought that'll wake them up. <laughs> uh, in it was really to you know let Parliament know. I think in many ways. And I think they did get the message because two MPs actually straight away made statements in my defence, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. It was interesting, really. Now, rumour has it that at the time of the that you did this, they were discussing aircraft noise... That's right. In, yeah, it's strange, wasn't it? Strange coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> aircraft noise. So you did your three orbits... And that was it. That was that was your plan, mm. and you kind of achieved it. And thought you'd now get out of London by flying easterly down the down the river. Yes. So you head off now down the Thames. Yes, and was it, it was it was magical, really, because mm. I mean it was entrancing in many ways, um, crossing the various bridges and what have you, and swinging round the you know because of the turns and what have you. Yeah. You dipped your wing, didn't you, at the RAF? Oh, well, it was just almost by accident, you know, there, because it was so close. And um, it was quite a magical experience, you know. Well, yeah. you, you've flown the choppers yeah. there, and yes. you, you know it's... It's still... I, I fly over it now in, in, really um, good. in, in passenger aircraft, and it's, I still love flying over London. Mm. It's, there's still something amazing about flying right mm. over the middle of London. Mm. Yeah, uh, really Albeit good. a little bit higher than you were, but uh, <laughs> yeah. no. just a bit. <laughs> yeah. So what sort of height are you at now, Alan? You're about 250 knots, we reckon, do we? Or maybe more? Oh, I'd probably faster than that faster. by then. Yeah, right. I think once on the Thames, I think, I put the speed up. It was only if I was going over um, built-up yeah. area yeah. or, you okay. know, I didn't want, you know, anyone to have a heart attack or anything like no. that. Okay. So you now getting out of there, was that there? So put yeah. on the power. Yeah, right? and it was just... And then, of course... Um, are you talking 100 feet? 200 feet? I don't know what height one would be. Yeah, I shouldn't think one's above 100 feet, I wouldn't Gosh. have thought, but I don't know. <laughs> because, I mean, we, we were especially tasked to be able to fly our, yes. yep. fly and at 100 feet. I mean, you couldn't fly, obviously, at 100 feet um, operationally, mm. always at all, yeah. because it was, you know, 100 feet's quite low, you know, when you're flying fast. And then, of course, you know, as you know, I was looking at St Paul's Cathedral and it had scaffolding round then. <laughs> and I was fascinated by, by that. And I was... And then all of a sudden I was looked forward again. And, of course, I had no idea Tower Bridge was being there. <laughs> it had been there for several, several yeah, years. Yeah, but... <laughs> you're quite right, but I had no idea that it would be there right in front of me, you know. And to me... The daft thing was, we were so used to uh, and training for different targets that, to me, it was just another little target that <laughs> came up, you know, that was quite interesting. Yeah. And, I mean, there were just seconds to think it through, literally. It was only about three seconds, I think, to sort out what I was going to do, and I, I went low down over the... I forget what you call it now, just this side of... Um, the west side of Tower Bridge, the reach there, mm. whatever it's called, and and I went right down low then, just looked at it and decided quite quickly that the right thing to do is to fly as high as possible. There was this um, red bus coming from the north um, crossing and 
I thought, well, there's still plenty of room above that <laughs> if I... So you'd made the decision at this stage, I'm not going to go over, I'm going to go through. Yeah, it was quite... I mean, it's only literally two or three seconds, and it just seemed, I mean, you know, it sounded a bit odd, but it, it just seemed a very interesting target to me, <laughs> you know, because that's what we were doing all day and every day. Targeting. Yeah. <laughs> and how to, how to do it. Yes. And uh, so it seemed logical in a way, just yeah. to... All I was worried about, as I think I mentioned, was having the fin there because at the last second, um, as I flew under, I could see these ruddy great rivets or whatever you call them. <laughs> you know, they, they were so big, these rivets, and I, they seemed so close to me um, over my... So you'd gone purposely a little bit higher... Over, over my canopy. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to get, stay well clear of the bus <laughs> if I could and um, that was crossing. And... Um, I, I had this amazing view as I went under of, as I say, the wide steel structure mm. at the top, which, um, you know, is where the, um, the passengers walk, sorry, the people crossing the bridge, you know, um, on foot go across. Um, and then at that second, seeing so much of this, I, I suddenly thought, immediately that I'd got a fin behind, you see. My my heart stopped with a kind of shock that I thought at any instant my fin's going to come off and I'm going to have to react bloody quickly, yeah. you know, at that level. And uh, then I was out the other side yeah. and everything was quite all okay. Right. And all I did then was, you know, just to go back um, various other places, back to Raynham. Just an amazing character Alan Pollock and it was wonderful to talk to him in his garden on a lovely summer's day yes. so there's an awful lot of James in that clip God, I couldn't help it really no somebody had to know what they're talking about <laughs> he's saying he didn't well you know <laughs> still yawn a bit <laughs> one, of, one of our prize yeah. guests he was and uh, yeah he's fantastic uh, we we're just so lucky to get him now Roy you've chosen Amanda J Harrison yep. who in 2019 set out in her de Havilland tiger moth to reenact Amy Johnson's epic journey to Australia in 1930. But Amanda's story is about far more than taking on one of aviation's greatest challenges. She has severe dyslexia, and following the death of her father, Amanda was then diagnosed with breast cancer, both life-changing events hitting her in a cruelly short space of time. But she decided, there and then, that life is there to be lived. And that's when she planned her epic flight. So, Roy, what have you gone for? It's a fabulous interview, uh, isn't it? It's, this is probably the third time I listened to this interview, uh, trying to choose which clip I would do, because it's such an inspirational story. And uh, some amazing uh, like aviation talk, as well as just general inspiring uh like motivational message mm. which she brings. And I, I give the bit where she's she's sort of comparing her daytime job as a commercial biz jet pilot yeah. uh, with flying uh, that tiger moth yeah. on uh, through the this mountain pass. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, yes, great. Doing commercial flying, you are restricted in, in many ways, aren't you? I mean, yeah. I'm just wondering from the flying point of view, do you just long to get back out and be sitting in your tiger moth? 
sometimes I'm very fortunate in the people that I fly with we're allowed to hand fly quite a lot of the jet although it is on autopilot yeah. a lot so yes yeah. there is an awful lot of structure and and in the commercial world there's a lot of pressure to be there so these people have hired the jet and you yeah. have to be there no matter what the weather so when the volcanoes and thunder and lightning and the world's falling apart you still got to fly and you go oh, well actually the airplane <laughs> can't fly so I can't fly but yes this is it's two different separate worlds yeah and of course this now I would have to say possibly is my greatest love because because we've flown across the Mediterranean, the Alt Pass, so through the Carpathian Mountains. I saw your pictures, absolutely stunning. You just, so that, that day, I'd delayed a day because it had been a little bit thundering, a little bit foggy, and the yeah. next day we got up, the fog cleared. We're at the airfield, you smell the grass. I'm surrounded by all these wonderful people that are gonna come up in their small airplanes and fly formation with me. And you look down the Alt Pass and it's blue skies, little fluffy clouds. The aeroplane was purring away. You've got that little vibration. I'm flying by myself. And I've got mountains this side, 8,000 feet with snow on the top. Wow. Mountains this side, 6,000 feet. And I'm flying down this beautiful valley with Dracula's castle, you know. And I, you've got to pinch yourself. Yeah. I, I don't even know if anybody's done that in a tiger moth. No. And I just, I still get goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps now because <laughs> I can remember it. And it was such... An amazing flight, and, and me and this little aeroplane were, were flying alongside, and then they disappeared because they had to go back at the border, so oh, I then had right. to fly by myself. And you just think, yeah, that probably beats the beats the jet flying, doesn't it? <laughs> I, 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 just a little, <laughs> I think. And so, with your additional fuel tanks, what were sort of the longest passages you could do? Uh, seven and a half hours. Wow. Which would be back, uh, across the Timor Sea, and I only did, wanted to do that once. Seven and a half yes, hours. Yes, I only wanted off. to do that once. <laughs> All the rest of my things. So I normally had five or five and a half hours or six hours. And then the seven and a half hours was going to be the last one across the Timor Sea. Goodness me. Because that's a lot. That's a lot of time. Because as you can see, she's, she's got no autopilot. No, no. Of it's all stick and rudder. So, yeah. And she has to be flown at all times. There is no... You, you can't take your hands off a tiger moth. No. They just... Especially the older ones. She's got a bit of a, a bit of a, a wobbly wing on this side. Right. So you always have to, and if you take your hand off to write something down, the aeroplane goes, aha, <laughs> and goes off on her own. You can't let like, you come back here. So she's a very physically demanding aircraft. Amanda, and I'm constantly in touch with Amanda, asking her what her latest plans are. It's still a bit on hold, sad yeah. to say, because I mean, it's a massive undertaking to then plan that journey all over again, because she was thwarted by the political situation yes. in the Middle East and, yeah. and never made it. So... But you the know, tiger moth is fixed. The tiger moth the at last, yeah. Gaxan, Ivy, yeah. Yeah. Is, is fixed, which is, which is great news. So thanks to all our guests, not just the ones we've featured now, but everyone who's appeared on Top Landing Gear, all been fabulous. It was pretty hard finding a favourite, to be honest. Oh, it was impossible. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was yeah, impossible. There was an awful lot of good stuff had to go, you know, not be included. Yeah, yeah. And I think when we started this podcast, the whole aim was to collate some amazing interviews which were lost mm. forever. Yeah. Or, you know, and yeah. I think some of this, you know, that Pollock interview yeah. is, is, I think, I think it's actually a proper bit of history, history yeah, it is. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is there for, to enjoy. So please go back and sort yeah. of enjoy those if you haven't listened to them. Yeah, go and do. check them out. And on that very subject, looking ahead now to Series 4, I think we've got some more history to yep. come in, in our very first episode, have I've we not? actually got a little surprise here. Oh, hello. About, so... When I was on tour in Lincoln, <laughs> when we went to Lincoln, yeah. we went past a shop which sold some aviation oh, yeah. bits. <gasps> oh, and then I did, returned yeah. to Lincoln uh, and uh, to, on tour, 
And I got actually quite pissed during the day <laughs> before the show. Before God, the these rock stars, eh? Yeah. And, uh, and got you all a present. Oh, which, really? which could be like a little hint to one of the, uh, uh, an episode that's coming up. So this oh, is yes. for James. You know what it is, first of all? <gasps> that is a aircraft boost gauge, I'd say. For it? what? For what aircraft? Yeah. Don't look at the it's orange sticker on the pounds. top. Of thrust, it must. Is it a DC three? No, nope. have a look on the top. Vulcan. No. Nope. I'm not a pilot. Chipmunk. Wessex. A oh, Wessex. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Your old bird. Your old I helicopter. That. Yeah. Because well, you never bothered what looking a at them. Thing of <laughs> and, uh, and one of the episodes we are looking at doing is, is helicopter Wessex. Yeah. Wow. Oh, right. uh, yeah. Thank you, Roy. That's there we go. Well, I have no idea what you can do yeah. with it. No. As I'll I said, my, I was very drunk. Gonna know that. I love, I love <laughs> things like this. Okay, here I we go. <gasps> now you have to see what that is, and then don't look at the sticker. You've got to find out what it what it's from. It's a temperature gauge. Yeah, and it's from a Hawker Hunter, is it? No, no. Is it a jet? That's the link to the what the it's episode a very, would be. Very early jet, reasonably. It's older than the Hunter. The older, newer than the Hunter. Newer than but the Hunter. Not in service, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bit of it here, especially that one. Um, <clears throat> well, we're doing a piece on the Vulcan. You know, it's uh, the the episode which we're doing is about the jet. It's not from uh, about the jet a, engine. Is it Gloucester Meteor? Unfortunately, it's not a Gloucester Meteor. It's just another airplane with a jet engine. <laughs> Can I have a look? Yeah. It's a lightning. With a lightning, yeah. Gosh, shoot. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm excited. Here we go, Jess. Oh, This shop, Roy. when we walked yeah. past this shop in Lincoln, yeah. I literally have driven all the way back to Lincoln <laughs> so at any point I. just to go to that shop and just oh, buy want to see your things. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> oh he's got the biggest. <laughs> yes, I have. Oh, that's lovely. Roy, you absolute yeah. legend. I don't even know. What I, don't, I have no is. idea. I, to be honest. It's AC power, isn't it? it? must be an AC power. It's AC power, obviously. It's CS times 10. It's got some. Uh, it's got a little wave, which looks like some sort of amplitude. And it goes from 30 to 50, or if this was a uh, spinal tap, past 11. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Well, I'm going to say Vulcan, because you know I'm not a Vulcan. Vulcan. Is it? Oh, Vulcan. it is a Vulcan. Yeah. But, Lucky, lucky oh, I wish I could have shown this to our guest. Uh, yeah. Cycles, oh, it's cycles yeah. per second is CS. Ah, isn't that? And Mate, thank you so much. The first episode is going to be yeah. I'm not going to go proper. It's going to be the Vulcan. Okay. Did you get oh, yourself on? Finally, I didn't know. No, no you're no. so generous. Can I yeah. thank the scanning for girls' budget for this? <laughs> <laughs> Any time. Oh, oh right, that's so yeah. really yeah. chuffed. Really we'll good. have to right. put some pictures of those up on yeah. uh, socials so people can see what we're talking the same, about. I was being so rude about you. Though, isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, well, I have oh, no right. idea what you're going to use it. It's like a oh no, they go on the they go on the bookshelf. Yeah, all paperweight. Yeah, I'm still trying to work out where in the Wessex this was. I know. I don't think I've ever seen. The only thing that's worrying. Me. It's like it's just got a sticker on the back of it. So oh, they could have all come out of like yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So if you haven't already guessed, one of the episodes we're going to hopefully be doing is to visit the um, helicopter, helicopter place under Somerset. Yeah. Historic helicopter. You've been in touch with them, Jimbo. I've been in touch with them. They're happy pilot. for us to go down at some stage. Brilliant. And they're talking about if we can go down on a flying day, we can see the aircraft actually. Well, we want you sitting about. in one of those well, seats. I can't matey. guarantee that. Well, that'd be brilliant. So they've got what have they got? They've, they've got, got a, a Wessex, a, a Wessex, a Sea King, and several Sea Kings, I think, and a Whirlwind, I think, or a Wasp. 
Yeah. yeah. No, they've got a whirlwind. Yeah. It's, a, it's an ASC rescue whirlwind. Yellow. Bright yellow. It looks they it looks fabulous down yeah. there. I mean, That's they, exciting. They're getting yeah. classic aircraft flying. That is yeah. not a cheap thing to do. No, with helicopters. Um, yeah. Particularly with helicopters. Yeah. And it, it's Why are helicopters so tricky? Because they're just because everything moves. And so everything needs to be serviced. It's Whereas in an right. aeroplane, everything basically just sits there and oh. moves a little bit. Yeah. Everything on a helicopter moves. And if everything stops moving, it's generally curtains. Mm. So yeah. it just requires everything requires much more servicing. Yeah. Well, that's going to be an exciting one. Now, the gauge I got from the Lightning, as Roy alluded to, is in reference to the jet engine because the first flight of an aircraft using Frank Whittle's jet engine was the 15th of May 1941. So last year would have been a perfect time to do an episode all about him and his world-changing invention. But but never afraid, never afraid to miss a landmark anniversary. Just ask Roy's wife, Lucy. Um, we're we're, we're going to mark its 81st anniversary when we'll be joined by none other than the son of Sir Frank Whittle, Ian, himself a former RAF jet pilot. I actually went flying with him at the end of last year, and he's a delightful chap talks about father uh, <laughs> that's, that's what we need we need, we need a bit more of that on this show we do we need to drag ourselves up a little bit yeah. like a couple of so months. that's that's a bit of history mm. and then our very first episode proper after yeah. this is going to be all about the Vulcan and yeah. the Black Bucks raid which I've been featuring badgering us to do none other yeah. than Martin Withers yes who the flew actual. the Vulcan who flew 607 yeah dropped that first bomb on the runway it's going to be brilliant be absolutely, we can guarantee it will be brilliant because we've just done the interview, yeah, and we know it's brilliant. So that is that is really exciting. So a lot to look forward to in series four. We'd love you to send in your ideas as well, which we generally ignore, but um, because we've got so many other things that we want to do, please do send them to us. I'll give you the website and email address uh, a little later on. But now it is the highlight of every episode of Top Landing Gear. It's time for the Top Landing Gear home. retrospective <laughs> quiz. Hey. Hey. Jolly good. Retrospective then, quiz. Well, it is a retrospective quiz because it's going to be based on our previous... Oh. Answers. Yes. Answers. They're questions yeah. you will have answered or failed to have answered in previous episodes. Really? Yeah. See, I think oh, we always answered them, so but just incorrectly. A lot of that. So we'll yeah. just see how much you remember. Uh, first thing, of course, traditionally, is we have to test our buzzers. Mm -hmm. So let's go with someone who might be ready. James, yes, I've I think... Gone, I've gone retro, basic, Good man. buzzer. Yeah. Oh, uh, at last. Yeah. A proper buzzer. A proper buzzer. <laughs> no nonsense. No. I'll be able to hear that. Uh, Jess, what have you gone for? I'm going back to the first ones we ever did in our first ever recording on the 28th of October, 2019. Let's see yeah. if this works. Hold on. Too low. Flaps. <laughs> <laughs> I love those ones. There you are. That's um, among the best. We were better in the early days. <laughs> <laughs> so much better. <laughs> uh, Roy, what about you? I've gone for, I've just looked up buzzer in my Oh, it's just so sad, it? says 747 buzzer. Go on. So the question, how much longer can these things fly? And he said, immaturely. I think we'll go for that buzzer. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. Yeah, well, you're not going to be answering many questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so everyone, are you ready? Yep. Best of luck. Oh, it's the top not. landing gear quiz question one. Now, we heard from Amanda Harrison earlier on her attempt to recreate Amy Johnson's flight from England to Australia. In which year did Amy Johnson achieve that feat? We've already mentioned it. And, oh, you can hear the rest of the question or not. 
Well, no, he can't. He's buzzed in. He's got okay, Jesse, you buzzed in. Everything now. Uh, it's nineteen thirty-one. Well, incorrect. You're out of the rest of the question. So what year was it? And what was the name of her de Havilland gypsy moth? Yes, James. The name of the moth was Jason. Well done. I knew that one. And I'm going to go for... What did you say? I knew it was Jason. You said 31. Oh. I'm not telling you. I'm going to go for 1929. Oh, God. You get half a point for Thank Jason. Uh, Roy, it's down to you now. Okay, let me just... Uh... Uh, no, no, put that down. <laughs> Yeah, this is it's your pick. He Some drunk trying to speak 19, at a dinner. Uh, 1930. Yes, yes. at oh. long last. So <laughs> you get a half as well. Yeah. I, I, it's appalling. I mean, we mentioned it earlier in this yeah. programme. No, between us, we've got no, this listening. <laughs> what more do you want? Yeah. So 1930 and Jason. <clears throat> bonus, bonus question. What was the name of her husband? Oh. Ooh. I'll give you a clue. Which band did he perform for? <laughs> this is James's joke throughout the entire episode. Come on, man. Was it funny? It was mildly Obviously. amusing. Was it Mike? No, it wasn't oh. Mike. Who's... Husband, Amy Johnson's husband. Who was Amy Johnson's husband? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was also thinking, I thought you said who was Amanda's. No, not Amanda's. Sorry. Oh. No, was he no. Mike? Yeah, I think he was Mike. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Well, he is. So is. Sorry. Hello, Mike, if you yeah. know. <laughs> oh, I'm going to kill myself. Surely that should no, be half a point. I'm so sorry. No, you're right. No, what was the name of Amy's husband? Sorry. Oh, I can remember writing all this down. Shall I tell you the name of the band? Yes. Yeah. The Doors. Yeah, Jim Morrison. <laughs> it's actually Jim Mollison, and it's nothing to do with the doors. But that indeed was the question. So, James, James, you get a point. Roy gets half a point for answering the wrong question. Okay. Takes him up to one. Uh, James has won one and a half. Jez yet to score. Now, NX611, Just Jane, is being restored to flight by Lincolnshire Aviation Heritage Centre in East Kirkby. But who was Jane? Oh, I've deleted it. <laughs> yes, James. We she hear this every quiz, Jez. <laughs> a Daily Mail pin-up girl. Brilliant. Can you remember Jane her name? somebody. Okay. Uh, anyone else want to have a go? No. No. But I know that you interviewed her. Yes, yes. yes that's, that's the interesting thing. <laughs> yes. yeah. That's all I want to get out so of this question. That's, a, that's two yeah. points. Yeah, just yeah, just I know, Pegasus Bridge. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, well, Daily Mail, you say? Yeah. Daily Mirror. Mirror. Uh, Jane, you say? Christabel Leighton Paul. <laughs> I'm giving you half a point. <laughs> you, you now have two points. I've got girl, right? You've got girl. Well, You've got well, two you points got... for almost not getting anything right. You, you have a real issue with this quiz. How, how has he got two points? He well, had, he's got two halves and a one. No, because he had a half, then he gave him another half, and no, they gave yeah, him one. And he half. also had a whole point at one stage. So he's Wait, now got, right. he's now got a total point. of two. This is my point. This is <laughs> the only point you're going to get. <laughs> random <laughs> awarding of marks to James just because he's sitting next to At least I can, yeah. find, I can find my buzzer. I'll go, oh, I deleted my mother halfway through the quiz. Yeah, and he's got a point there, Jess. Let's see what comes up next. Right, might be a new buzzer there. (laughs) Question three. It was never like this on Turnabout. What is wrong with you contestants? People were getting paid to be on there. No, the contestants. Well, the prizes were better. They were good, yeah. Flights to New Zealand. Yeah. Right, here we go. Question three. We're all looking forward to Top Gun 2, which is coming out this year. But in the original Top Gun, the aircraft flown by the main characters, such as Maverick, played by Tom Cruise, were F-14s. 
But what was the main aircraft type used in the 1991 Top Gun spoof? Hot shots. Yes, Jez, you went first. The Nat. It was the yes. Fulham Nat. Well done, bro. Take it all back. At <laughs> <laughs> I got one right. Well done. Excellent. The Fulham Nat. Um, bonus question. What was the name of Sheen's character? Yes, Jez. No. It's gone. Striker. That's the wrong film. Yeah. No, that's Airplane. That's Airplane. Your other favourite film. <laughs> Topper Harley. Topper Harley. Well done, Roy. Topper Harley. Oh, great film. Might have to go and watch it after this, yeah. actually. Well, Roy will take you on a date, apparently. Well, if you... <laughs> yeah. Is that right? If, if I remember the, the episode correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I that's do remember. That's a good yeah, story. Well, that I don't want my, to repeat. If I'd remember that, that would yeah. be my favourite clip. Yeah. You have to... What episode did I tell that, that story? That was our first. Well, it was our first ever, ever yeah. when we did uh, John Hutchison oh, right. on the Concord. So the, mm. the quiz was a little bit random. Yeah, we hadn't hadn't Not actually narrowed it down. Really. <laughs> 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 hadn't narrowed it down to the utter toss. Without doing that, a quiz, it is. <laughs> of questions we've already answered. <laughs> <laughs> you still can't get right. right. <laughs> the answers were in the episodes <laughs> that we've all been listening to. <laughs> okay. Right, well done. <laughs> right, moving on. Question four. Yeah. You can guess which episode this one was from. I might even give you a point. How many marks of Spitfire were there? Come on now. Yes, Roy. 21. Incorrect. Okay. Uh, 27. Incorrect. These were the same answers you gave <laughs> in 2019. No. 24. Yes, James. Oh, 24 is the correct answer. Well done. Well done. <laughs> wow. Um, 24 minutes. I think we gave them in that order as well. Yeah, I think you absolutely did. And then you got this next question right, okay. which is the bonus, which is what type of aircraft were the Spitfire's first victims? Yes, Jez. Hurricanes. Well done, Jera. <laughs> they were indeed a, a terrible accident, unfortunately. In early September 1939, they shot down, I think, three mm. Walker Hurricanes. Uh, question <laughs> number... Round. This is a great quiz, isn't it? Question number five. Oh, is it still going on? Yep. The Spitfire's final operational sortie in RAF service was in 1954. Where was this? Uh, Yes, Roy. <laughs> Malaya. Yes, it was Malaya. Well, yeah. well, uh, everyone gets a point for just knowing. <laughs> it was indeed Malaya uh, during the Malayan emergency in Operation Fire Dog. Uh, question number, I think it's probably six. Um, in the 1969 Daily Mail air race, which very nearly made my favourite... Uh, Quite surprised clip. it didn't, because it was pretty much all you talked about for all Yes, it was, yes. Uh, Peter Goddard's Phantom crossed the Atlantic in what was then a record time of four hours, 46 minutes. But what is the fastest time ever flown between New York and London, and with what aircraft? Yes, James. Yes. I'm say it was an SR-71 Blackbird. Yes, correct. <laughs> And I'm going to go for two hours, 45 minutes. Uh, two hours, 45. Okay, I'll give you a half a mark for the Blackbird. Anyone else want to have a go? At the time? Yes, Jez. Three hours, 20. Oh, way out. Uh, no, Roy? Two hours, 44 minutes. What did you say, James? 2.45. It's one hour, 55. <laughs> Roy, you're closest. <laughs> you get half a point. <laughs> For being wrong. Well done. For being <laughs> close. Not as wrong as I, you. I, 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 I got 1931. One hour 55. One hour 55. That's incredible, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it's quite quick. Yeah. You know. It's quicker than three um, hours 20. Final, final question. Oh, what a shame. In Richard... <laughs> <laughs> 
I was really enjoying it. Good, good. Well, I've got more if you want them. <laughs> no, 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 it's quite, no, right. it's quite late now. I've got an early start. In Richard Osman's House of Games, 6pm weekdays, BBC Two, uh, he has a round where the children of the question setters put their own questions. They're often things that you would never know the answers to because they're sort of three-year-olds and you'd have to know the person individually in order to even know what the answer is. So in that vein, are you ready? What is my favourite aviation film? Oh, yes, bro. Those magnificent uh, men in their flying machines. You are correct. You Even get the point. Yeah. Did anyone else know that? I did know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have said that. Wouldn't you? No. What would you have said? In retrospect, I would have said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him a point because obviously it's, now he knows the answer. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's still angsty. It's, still it's angsty. a crack. It's got everything. It's got Terry Thomas and Eric Seitz in it together. I mean, what more could you want? Right. Oh, my word. We've got a tie. In third place with three points, Jez. But joint first place with three and a half are Roy and Jimbo. That's fantastic. So there's going to be one final question. Can we not just call it a draw? No, we can't. There has to be a winner. There has to be a winner. I haven't got the buzzer out. Right. You ready? Ready. Here we go. The Hawker Hunter was powered, and indeed still is, by the Rolls-Royce Avon turbojet, which airliner also used the Avon, having originally been fitted with four DH Ghosts. Yes, Roy? I don't know. Roy. Try, I, I went try, early. I went try. Early. Come on, you've buzzed. I, I I'm going to give you ten seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bad luck. Uh, James. I'm going to have to go with Comet. It is the de Havilland Comet, and James wins the first quiz of season four of Top Lager. I don't Bravo. really want to do this problem. <laughs> I think it's had its day. <laughs> what a great result. Well done. Right, so close. And Jez, no. never quite in it. No. Bad luck. That's... I got three points. You did get was, three points. I was not quite in it by half a point. That's correct. Not quite in it. Mm. Yeah. So nearly. So look, thanks for anyone who's still do I get listening. Tickets to New really, Zealand now. Really. Really. Hmm? Do I get tickets to New Zealand? Yes, yes you, do. you do. You are flying out of house. Sadly, you're going to get paid to do it. You get some yeah. Chambers dictionaries and reference books as well. It's uh, it's cracking prizes. We've still got some left over. Um, so that's it for our inaugural programme of Series 4. Thank you so much for, for listening, and I really hope you still are and haven't driven off the road if you've been driving while listening to this. Um, so to... season four is about to be underway. <laughs> we cannot wait to bring you our Vulcan episode as we mark, on time for once, the 40th anniversary of the Falklands conflict with Martin Withers. You can, of course, listen to all our podcasts from the previous three series, including the full-length interviews in our full Flaps editions, wherever you normally get your podcasts, and you'll find them all on our website, toplandinggear.com. And please do get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, at toplandinggear.com. And do email us your questions for Ask James at info at toplandinggear.com. That's info at toplandinggear.com. Two Gs. Is that really our slogan now? Two Gs, is it? It is, really. Yeah. Is that it's Steve Wrighty. <laughs> it is based on that. His, his is no Gs, so we're yeah. two better. Really. And also write in if you've got um, any ideas of things we should be doing, covering yes. topics. Yeah, absolutely right, yeah, indeed. That's that website address, uh, toplandinggear.com. And however you're listening to us, do recommend us to your friends and family if you really think they want to listen to this. <laughs> uh, leave a review, especially or only if you've enjoyed it. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. And from all four of us, bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Top Landing Gear.
And any other business? Any other stuff come through? Very little. Oh, oh there's one. Yes. My friend Rick Hamnett, who uh, follows the pod intensely, loves it. He said, oh, it's him. What right. is that horrible grinding noise yeah. <laughs> as part of the, the, at the end of the music on the um, top landing gear trailer? Which sort of sounds like chalk. He said, sounds like nails been dragged down a, a blackboard. Is he a pilot? He's a pilot, and he didn't know what it was. Okay, this is a bit worrying, because <laughs> it's supposed to be the landing gear coming down. Oh, it's, I didn't know that. Are you kidding me? I what? thought it was just Did you bit... just think it was a I weird thought noise? You, I thought it was just your guitar you'd put down, and it made a bit of a noise. You're joking. I'm not joking. Are you not joking? Anyone else? You didn't realise it was a landing I gear. I knew it was But you can gear. hear it clunk at the yeah. end. It's a landing gear coming down. <clears throat> that bit. Oh, no, I didn't. I thought it was your guitar. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, I honestly, it sounds horrendous. Right, you are. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But I thought that's why didn't you your sound. <laughs> well, I thought it sounded a bit rude. I thought, well, I know Roy's quite good, but obviously he's played a bit of a bummer here. But thought he'd keep it in because it's quite a good noise. Yeah, it's the landing. It's the landing. That's genius. We've even talked about it. Well, not when I've been around. Oh yeah, I'm going to put this back to anybody listening. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Do you know? I never what landing gear it is. Simple as them. I'm not going to, I'm putting it out to Oh uh, right, to okay. We can start yeah. an Instagram poll yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow. So I'm not that impressed with either of you <laughs> from that side. The flappy things at the back of the wings. And you had no idea that the whole point it's called top landing gear, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you knew the other things in the the other sounds of the Lancaster aeroplanes. Yeah. Yeah. aeroplanes yeah. Whatever, but you didn't know and never thought to ask. Yeah. Well, I just I thought it was a bit of artistry from our yeah. musician. Well, Roy putting that. a guitar down. That's, that's, <laughs> mate, that's, I don't know whether that's made me happy or depressed. I think there's a new breakaway pod coming, Roy. It's, you, it's yeah. you and me this time. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, I don't know whether to apologise or to... Yes, leave. Yeah. <laughs> just, go, just go now. Look, here's the script. Okay. It's amazing. So all that's going to be edited out, which is yeah. great news for yeah. me. This... Is top landing gear. <laughs> <laughs>